I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, this time of year we often focus on change, changing our behavior, changing our habits. And I think all of us can agree it's not easy. Changing a habit is hard. Changing behavior is difficult. Uh, if you've been following the show, you know that uh, we have tapped in regularly to Joseph Grinney, a New York Times bestselling author, also chairman of the board of the Other Side Academy. And the Other Side Academy uh, understands how culture and community and accountability are, are just keys to changing even the hardest of behavioral issues. Someone who's been uh, on the street, uh, addicted to drugs, in gangs, and full of criminal behavior. Uh, and the Other Side Academy has been showing uh, that while some people will always say, well, a leopard can't change its spots, uh, we're not talking about leopards. We're talking about people. And when you put the people in the right culture, extraordinary change, transformational change is possible. Uh, and now they're going to take that same idea to uh, the Other Side Village. And uh, Joseph joins us on the line to give us an update of where we are and some important conversations about the Other Side Village. Uh, Joseph, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Boyd. It's really good to talk with you again. And we we are at a really critical point now. I think uh, <clears throat> there's every likelihood that in the next couple of months, Utah will launch a commitment to creating a model that will become the, the envy and will become a benefit to the rest of the world. And how to help people who are chronically homeless, many of whom struggle with significant uh, mental health challenges, uh, many of whom have lived on the streets for years, uh, to really adopt an entirely new way of, li- uh, of living. And, uh, and I think Utah is the prime place to do that. So for our listeners who uh, are just getting up to speed here, some of them are getting familiar with the Other Side uh, Academy. Now let's talk about the Other Side Village. Describe what that is and what the potential will be. We have a proposed site at 1850 West Indiana Avenue, which is about the equivalent of 800 South, uh, right between Redwood Road and I-215. Uh, there's uh, about a 37-acre parcel of which the city, we're hoping, will give us access to about 7 to 10 acres to begin building what will be a four to 500-home community for those who are currently chronically homeless. Now, different than most any other kind of uh, service or opportunity for those who are chronically homeless, the objective behind this is to become self-reliant, just like the Other Side Academy. It's for it to be a beautiful community. It's for it to have services on site. It's for it to be an environment where people can work and can participate in the economy and enjoy the benefits and prosperity that the rest of us have as well. So 430 homes, in addition to a vibrant set of buildings that will involve people in a whole host of sort of community activities and bring the rest of the world to the campus as well. Mm, I love that. And uh, we know there's been a lot of uh, processing and analyzing uh, going on. The sitting planning commission uh, has had to look at the the benefit. Uh, what what are those big benefits? And and I love the fact that uh, people are who catch the vision of this 
go past. We often hear that not in my backyard uh, issue when it comes to things like this. Uh, but there are a lot of people uh, that are stepping up and saying, no, I want I want this. This this is something that can can make a difference in our community. And that is so Utah. And, it, and it's so uh, West Valley, too. I mean, our, our closest neighbors will be in Poplar Grove and in Glendale. And we have had a tremendous number of people reaching out, including those that are in charge of their community councils, saying, bring it on. They've seen the plan. They see that we're bringing assets to the neighborhood, a grocery store, a 600-seat performance hall, social enterprises, a variety of services that will be available to the larger neighborhood and not just to the villagers. And so this will be a gathering place. Uh, It'll be a place where uh, ethnic festivals of different kinds will be held uh, over the course of the year. And so... Uh, we, we, we're not just surprised that they have a welcoming attitude in general and that that's part of their, their culture in, uh, in Poplar Grove and Glendale, but also that they've caught a vision for what this will be. So there are a, a few critical steps. The first is that we need to make sure that the land is safe. We're currently undergoing rigorous testing to make sure that it's absolutely safe to build on. Uh, we're going to be living there, too. Our staff will live on site. And so all of us are going to have a shared fate and have a shared interest in making sure this is a beautiful, safe place to build. Second, the city council will need to approve our request for a zoning amendment, and we'll need to approve the public benefit analysis that we're doing. So we've done calculations to show what the city and the county and the state will save in services that are currently offered to those that are unsheltered, who will now be permanently sheltered, in emergency services and hospital and health care services and other sorts of uh, expenses. Also, the criminal justice system that is often affected by some of what happens as people are chronically unsheltered. And so all of those savings are uh, have been calculated and placed into a report. Uh, the city council needs to review that and ensure that that seems appropriate so that we can talk with the city about what terms we'll have in gaining access to the land. Yeah, that's uh, it's an exciting prospect. And so you, as you look at that rolling out over the next uh, few weeks and few months, uh, what can the what can the people do? What can we the people do uh, to assist in? Again, we always talk about, yes, it takes a village and the village is us. Uh, it's not just a, a government. It's not just an institution. Uh, it's really all of us. It's civil society coming together uh, and helping those. Uh, I love how you say those that are unsheltered, uh, because I've always believed that everybody has a home. Uh, some of them just need a house to put it in and some people around them to be neighbors and friends. You're, you're absolutely right. And there are a number of things that every one of our listeners today can do. Number one, go to theothersidevillage.org and learn. Get up to speed on this so that you can uh, develop your own opinion about whether you think this model needs to exist or not. If you conclude that it does, the second thing is reach out to your city council person. Uh, reach out to them, make contact with them, and let them know that you support the village. Your voice matters. It's surprising how few voices it takes to tip some of these things at times. And just 20 or 30 extra people calling or emailing or making contact with their city council person will let them know that this is something that Utah believes in. And then the third will be to, uh, to become a member of the village as we move ahead. As we open up the social enterprises, as we launch the village, we would welcome people to participate. We have one family that over the course of the holidays got all of the grandchildren, children, the entire extended family to participate in raising some funds to help pay to build one home. And they've now contributed enough to build one home that will absolutely transform the life of an individual who will come in and not just have a shelter over their head, but as you say, Boyd, will, will have a family will have a place that they live and belong for the rest of their life. 
And uh, so people can participate in all three ways. Oh, that's fantastic. And again, we encourage everyone to check out theothersidevillage.org. Uh, this is a community moment uh, where I think we can really turn into a movement that will, uh, as Joseph said, transform lives and do it in a way that is better and is more sustainable. Uh, again, we're talking about change all day today and the changes we need to have in our in our dialogue and our discussions, the changes we need to have in our personal lives. Uh, and this is one where we can make a difference for those who have been either living on the street uh, or just kind of getting by uh, and a model that provides them with dignity, with an opportunity to work and an opportunity to be part of something bigger than themselves. Uh, this is a movement that everybody should be part of uh, as we roll into 2022. Uh, Joseph, anything else we should be watching for in the, the next couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, one, one final comment. I, I We had a chance to meet with about two dozen people who are potential participants with the village for the very first time just a couple of weeks ago. And it was a, a, just an exciting, exhilarating experience to see the, the, the enthusiasm on their faces as they thought about their opportunity to be part of something, to create, as you said, something bigger than themselves. But interestingly, at the end, in spite of the fact that we showed pictures of the homes and some of the amenities inside, the thing that people wanted to linger and discuss at the end was the social enterprises, that they could help launch businesses that could become respected in the community, that they could offer a product or service that other people would admire and want to participate with. That was what intrigued them the most. And those continue, those conversations have continued over the past couple of weeks. And it, it just it, it shows you who people really are when they have an opportunity to rise above their certain circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Joseph Grinning from the Other Side Academy and the Other Side Village, where we're focusing on these tiny homes, this community uh, that will literally transform lives. Uh, we all can be villagers. Uh, get involved, get connected, and uh, check out what you can do today. Joseph, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, boy. Good to talk with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Utah lawmakers are preparing to ramp up discussions of hundreds, maybe even a thousand bills and amendments in the next few weeks. Ginger Chin from the Salt Lake Chamber joins us next to talk about what bills are important to Utah's business community. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.